0: crown, amen, yeah. amen. That's small. That's small. that been in me for a couple of weeks, had to get that out, <laughs> <laughs> mansion, robe. robe, and a crown, I said I'm going to sing that since we're talking about in the text eternal life, sing mansion, robe, and crown, so good to be back home, from vacation, Sister Bethea and myself, we were up in and I preached last Sunday at the uh, Niagara Falls Church of Christ in Niagara Falls, North Carolina, uh, uh, Niagara Falls, New York. All right. All right. All right. I love the South. That, that slipped out. All right. But then after that, we began our vacation. We normally go to the first or second week in August, but we went in July because we, we want to make sure it's hot up there. So we went in July and went over into Canada and Niagara Falls and stayed a week up there and a wonderful time, just a wonderful time up north. And and, and on Saturday or Sunday, the preacher and his wife, who know that area very well, brother, are, are, Josh Holders, former minister, and Kim West, former minister, bro- Brother Herschel Walker. I knew him from Boston, Massachusetts, when I used to preach up there at the Milton Church and the Tell uh, uh, Avenue Church of Christ and Blue Hill Avenue Church of Christ, those cur- churches up there. And uh, he moved over to Niagara Falls. So when we got there, we preached, and we went on into Canada. And uh, Sister Bethea and myself, we agreed that was like, the best trip we ever taken. It was just that good. Let me tell you, and get to see those wa- those falls, yeah. the Niagara falls, those waterfalls, the horseshoe and all that stuff, and go inside, we went inside, over, underside, let me tell you. And the, 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 the power of it is just magnificent. They were, did a little video telling us how many people have lost their lives trying to challenge the falls. And 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 and, 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 and Don't do it. So, <laughs> So we went up there, just had, had a great time, and uh, thank God for Jesus Christ. And thank God that he reminded me of his power uh-huh. and his awesomeness, that he, he can do anything but fail. That's right. Also want to just say the emergency response ministry on last Saturday was wonderful here at the building we learned a lot so get ready for some emergency uh, response things to take place fire drills and 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 all kinds of stuff Uh, uh, bomb scares and all type of stuff that make sure that we're ready for whatever happens we're able to to, to move on and get out of here if necessary Um, it was just wonderful and it was just a, a very good time to be had also don't forget Saturday the be- building beautification. It's time for us to take care of God's house. Yeah, We've been taking amen. care of our house all year long, yeah. so we got to come and take care of God's house and take care outside and inside and just make it, uh, make it, make it nice. Right. And we want to do that why? Because we love God. Uh, yeah. And God said in the book of Hey, guy, uh, uh, take care of my house. Yeah. And so we love Him so much, and we want to just do that. We realize. Right. We realize this is that we are God's people. We are the church. And this is brick and mortar. But we worship here. Right. God meets us right here right. on worship time. And we want to take care of that which belongs to him. Amen. Brothers, get ready for a prayer breakfast in the near future. Within the next six weeks, we can have a prayer breakfast for all the brothers to come together so we can uh, talk to you about the emergency response stuff and other things that the brothers are going to be doing and is helping out. And some of you brothers right now who have been sitting around, I got my eye on you. Right and so we're going to put you to work. You ready to go to work? Y'all ready to go to work? Yeah. If you're the one sitting around, we're about to put you to work. All right. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I'm going to call no names out, but I think you know who you are. All right. Amen. That's right. Gonna put them put to work. Put them to work. I, I, you, we, we stay longer when we got work to do in God's kingdom. Yeah. And we feel like it's ours. We own it That's when right. we're working in God's kingdom. So we def- definitely want to do that as well. And last but not least, next week, the uh, faithful evangelism workers. Uh, we will meet at 1:30 to sure up everything we've been doing. Um, only thing we're waiting for now. We've got everything almost ready. We're gonna get the update from the BCCs from Sister uh, Minnie and Sister Pam. We're gonna get those, and then we're gonna turn those, in, and then we're ready to have our meeting and be able to go out and save souls and keep souls saved yeah, yeah. and bless God's people. And if you want to be a part of that, just let us know. Just let us know. And we also in August want to get ready for our our, our, our uh, inner city, a block to block. Well, we're gonna do a little walk a thon. Right. So, I'm gonna get, get your hats out, get your t shirts out. We're gonna walk probably about 12 blocks, giving out tracks and wearing and letting out t shirts and letting everybody know the church of Christ is here yeah. and we're ready to make a difference. I know some of you got bad coins and you walk two blocks and well, you can drive with us in a car somewhere. Meet, well, meet us up there. But just wear your hats. Get your hats ready. Get your shirts ready. Get your t-shirts ready. Get your stuff ready man. so we can go out and let the world know who we are and what we're striving to do for the cause of Jesus Christ. Is that alright? Right. Today we want to talk about a message and and, 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 and I know some of you say brother the air is hot out there. Yeah, it's all right. But let me tell you it's cold out there compared to hell. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's freezing out there right. compared to hell. Again. I know it's hot. It's supposed to be 100. It's all right. There ain't nothing. Yeah. There ain't no- if you lose your soul, yeah. if you lose your soul, yeah. that's going to be like playing in the snow. Yeah. Amen. Because my Bible tells me it's, it's fire, brimstone. Yeah. Yeah. said it's hot. It said it's dark. You can't even share your heat with anybody because you can't see them. Right. It's a dark place, yeah. hot place for those who don't love God, right. yes. those who won't obey God, those who say, I don't believe in God. But God said, well, you got to go with the person who you don't believe in, which is the devil. That's right. Hell was never prepared for you and I. Right. We are the sons and daughters of God. Right. God said, all souls are mine, yeah. and the souls that sin, it shall die. Part of sinning against God is to, is to deny him, yeah. is to push him away, is to tell him you don't want him, it's to tell him you don't love him, to tell him, don't love him to tell him you don't need him, and then you'll be on your own right, right. because God made it so he's not going to force anyone to love him. That's right. This world right now don't love Jesus, Amen. and God ain't going to force him At all. to love him. Yeah. But on Judgment Day, when stuff start happening, when the ground starts shaking, when the mountains start shaking, when it, the, 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 the molten lava, all I know the Bible said in first, Second Thessalonians that it's going to be destroyed by fire. Fire, flaming fire, that's right. And, and so, so when it get hot, don't let it be said that this preacher didn't warn you. Amen. That God did not make that for you. That's right. He loved you. He wants you to come and be with him forever. He wants you to have everlasting life. Look here now text in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 29 that was ably read into our hearing by Brother Menes. We're just going to read it once more for emphasis sake. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readeth thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thine soul, and with all thine strength, and with all thine mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou have answered right. Do this, and thou shalt live. But he willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, mean him, he, he, him being smart. Right. Smart Alec. To justify himself, said unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? One thing this is talking about is what you got to do to have eternal life. And. This man tempted Jesus in verse 25 and said, behold, this lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what should I do to inherit eternal life? I'm sure everybody in this room today right now want to live in heaven eternally forever. I'm sure anyone who understands paradise, meaning having the best of everything, eternality. Being able to understand beauty and understand the wonder and understand the splendor and might of Almighty God. Right. Being able to live with Him forevermore in the New Jerusalem. Everybody, I believe, ought to want to go there. That's right. But what God wants us to do is we got to love our neighbor. And loving our neighbor starts on the inside. Amen. And then it expands on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And in order to have the love for the neighbor and the word he used there for neighbor, simply talking is talking about a fellow soul. Amen. That's right. A fellow soul. That's your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Not your next door neighbor. A fellow soul. Your neighbor. And, and, and many times we are creatures of comfort. And because all of us, me included, are creatures of comfort, we tend to gravitate with those we are comfortable with versus those who we are not comfortable with. The, 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 the 20-somethings usually gravitate to the 20-somethings. Yeah, yeah. I know there are a few exceptions where there are young people that love older people. That, that, that's an exception. Yeah. Uh, but most graduate to, their, to, to the 20 somethings and, uh, and, and the 20s and the, the 30s and 40s usually hang out together because the 40s refuse to accept their 40 and we we'll gonna with the 30s. Yeah. So, so they hang out a little bit together. Then once you hit 50... Once you hit half a, half a century, then you begin to, to have a, sometimes you had the crisis earlier, but you definitely had one then. 50, 5-0, 6-0, old. Old, don't look that far ahead. In fact, the birthdays start coming around more than you want now. Every time you turn around, it's your birthday. That's, that's right. That's, and when you start measuring by your birthday, you're getting up there now. I'm trying to slow it down, but there's no slowing down for it. And, and the fifties usually hang they usually hang around. They don't hang with the 60s. No, they hang with the 50s. It's like a little group they got there. And then the 60s, and, and they usually kinda of by themselves, but they when to get, but they get, they, once you get like 66, 60, something. 60, 60, 60, you you know, you're looking at 70s, right? It's smacking you. That's 70. Pow. So you don't want to hang with them, but you gotta hang with them now. And and, and usually. That, that, that we line up somewhere like that. So then we have what we would call the the the, the young people's ministry, then a the young adults ministry, then the Generation Now ministry, then the 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 uh, the, 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 the those who resist senior citizenship, then that, that ministry right there. And then you have the the seniors ministry, and and everybody hanging out. So they having this and they having that and they having this and they having this and they having this and. So, Brother Deal and myself, we sitting around trying to figure out how do we, how we one family, how do we stir this pot up? How do we get the pot stirred up where everybody's learning from everybody? How do you stir that pot? So, we care groups, let's make the care groups and start the care groups. And, and some care groups still got the 50 something in there. Some of them are a little blended, and the other ones got kind of like the 40 something in there. And they're still trying to stir the pot. And in trying to stir the pot, where we, this lesson right here, God said, or the question was asked to God, How shall I inherit eternal life? Right. Yeah. And this question is a powerful question because God had been made hell for none of us. But what the Bible is teaching us, what we learned in Sunday school as well, is, is that in order to make it, we need each other we need each other do we don't let the devil pick you off one by one the bible said in the book of peter that the devil is a a roaring lion and a roaring lion picks off its prey by isolating it then killing it for as long as the for as long as the buffalo or the deer as long as they hang together they're safer but the minute one goes astray, and yeah. the Bible said title, he said, we sheep. Yeah. Oh, right. And sheep always yeah. go astray. Yeah. They all what do you mean, preacher? They could be grazing here. But they never look up. Yeah. It's them in the grass. Yeah. Yeah. So they nibbling, nibbling, nibbling and nibbling and nibbling and nibbling and nibbling and nibbling and never looking up. So before you know it, they're near, near at the end of a cliff and the shepherd gotta run and drag them back with the group. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have the complicity to stray. Uh, uh, how we sheep? Well, it's because the world calls us every day. It's calling us every day through the radio, through the TV, through the Internet, through Twitter and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram. I was on a roll, wasn't I? i tell you, okay, yeah. It's calling us through all that stuff. I had to study that. stuff. call us through all that. It's calling you. And still traditional AM and FM radio It's calling you. And because it's calling and screaming at you, if you are not careful, we will drift over to it, not knowing until it's too late. Right. So in order for us to, 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 to do what God would have to do and to have this eternal life, God said the only way you're going to have eternal life is to listen to me and put me first. Right. So what did the text say? The text says here, when this man said here, what must I do with her eternal life? 26 says, and Jesus said unto him, what is written in the law? And how readeth thou? I like that last three words. How readeth thou? Because we got selective reading sometimes. We got a selective interpretation of what plain stuff means. We select. And we'll read, a, we'll read a text and the text will say, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. But then we'll be like this small that and say, well, that said love my neighbor. Who is my neighbor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Is he talking about my next door neighbor? Is yeah. he talking about the neighbor down the street? I mean, who is he talking about? This guy knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like us, sometimes we read the Bible, but we don't like what the Bible says. So then we start to question it. What does this really mean? The Bible says turn the other cheek. Does that really mean turn the other cheek? Is that literal? Is that figurative? Is that a, an allegory? Is that a, a, a simile? What is that? Because we don't want to be, not be able to fight back. So Jesus asked this man. He said, how readeth this? You're a lawyer. How do you understand this? He said, how speaketh the law? How you read it? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine what? Heart. Y'all hear that? All your heart. Your heart is the, the emotional piece in this text of the man. That's that genuine love. That I, I, I love God. That, 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 that God is my everything. I, I can feel him when I'm praying. I can feel him when I'm singing. I can feel him when he got me. And when I do something wrong, I can feel him being bad. Amen. God said, love me. I want, God said, I don't want half your heart. Amen. He said, I want your whole heart. Yeah. Sometimes, that's hard. Because we want to divide our hearts up by things. When we love God with all of our heart. What we're going to find out is is that God will love you back. He said not only love me with all your heart. Love me with all your soul. Your soul is your being. Love me with all you yeah, how does that look being lived out your being? When you love God with all your heart and all your soul, you let me bring it down to the world. When you first meet him or her and you show enough thank you and love. You can't all day long. This person's on your mind. You only want need one of them on your mind. You got to work. But they're on your mind. Somebody walk past with the same cologne or perfume they use, they come to your mind. You can't, you, you, you think, you think it. Can't stop thinking about my baby. Ain't got time for nothing else. And your mind, you are getting into this person with your whole heart. Now, I don't know how long you're going to be down there, but right now, your whole heart and and sometimes we can get, to get into a person where it's too much, where they're like our God. That's too much. That's your whole soul. God said, let me like that. I want your whole heart. I want your whole soul. What else I want? I want all your strength. I want all your, uh, stop spending all your energy on stuff and giving God the leftovers. Spend all your energy on God and give the world the leftover, Or give yourself the leftovers. Because serving God, church, takes energy. It's work. It's a labor. It's a labor. It's a labor. It takes energy. Just like any relationship takes energy. That's just the nature of it. So God said, love me with all your strength. That means even when you feel weak, give me that. All your soul. All your strength. He said, with all your mind. There it is. There it is. All your mind. Constantly right here. When you're praying, keep them on your mind. When you're doing communion, keep them on your mind. Amen. When you're singing a song, keep them on your mind. Right. When you're on your job and stuff get, work, get, 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 get worked up, change the channel of your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put God on your mind. Amen. Sometimes you got to excuse yourself and go into the ladies' room and turn the channel and put God on your mind. Sometimes you got to go to the men's world, change the channel, put God on your mind. When, when, you when, 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 when they're telling a bad joke that is distasteful, sometimes you got to excuse yourself to get God back on your mind. Don't laugh. <laughs> no. You ain't got time to let go and get your mind right. I ain't right this church. God said, I want all your mind. He said, and... Once you give me all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, now love your neighbor as yourself. Don't try to love give me all this love and don't love the person sitting next to you. Don't try to give me all this love. And don't love the soul that I created that sits next to you or sits and live in your house or, or live and work on your job or, or sit next to you in the house of God. Amen, preacher. Our church. See, what happens is, is we have comfort zones. Amen. And we got to learn to step out yes, of our comfort zones. Step out. Of your comfort zone that's my that's, that's the title step out your comfort zone right. now watch this now, 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 now watch it so Jesus said let me explain this to you how it looks verse 29 but he wanted to justify himself saying to Jesus who is my neighbor 30. And Jesus said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves and, was stri- and stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. I read that fast because y'all read that story a hundred times, most of you. And when you look at this man who comes down from Jerusalem to Jericho, that he fell among robbers, thieves. Which stripped him of his raiment. And I'm letting you know, many believe or understand that these thieves that he fell upon more than likely was his own people. Amen. Mm. Amen, preacher. All right. Amen. Mm. Watch it now. Stripped him of his clothes, took his clothes, wounded him, gave him the beat down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and departed him. How bad did he beat him? Leave him half dead. What does that look like? That's a whipping. That's a I can't get up. That's somebody come get me. Somebody help me. I've been beat. Down. I'm half dead and half dead. Usually, means you can go either way. You can go either way. So what I'm saying to you is that this man is in trouble. This man is in some bad trouble. Sometimes there can be folk in our lives, in the church, and out of the church that's in bad trouble. And God wants us to help them. So God says, Love your neighbor. If you want to have eternal life, love your neighbor. Well, I love them, but I don't like them. Stop playing with words. Amen. Amen. See, because when people say, I love them, but I don't like them, I know what they think they mean, or I know what they I know what it sounds like they're saying. Yeah, that right there. I know it. What it sounds like they're saying. I don't like them, but I love them. But usually, if you're not careful, you don't like them, and your behavior shows you don't love them either. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You hear that? You, you was honest when you said you don't like them. Right. So we all got that. But when you say I don't, I, I, when you say I love them, but your behavior, yeah. every time you see them, your blood boils. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want nothing they got to give you. Yeah. You don't want no communication. Stay away from me. You stay over there and I stay over here. Don't ask me for nothing. Well, show me the love part. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay, I see. What's the love part? And we try to say, well, if they, if they was half dead, I'd help them. Yeah. That's what we try to say. Yeah. But many times, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad God know your heart. Because yeah. yeah. many times, if you're not careful, that dislike mm-hmm. can turn into ugliness. Without you knowing it, that you ain't going to help them That's right. when they half dead. Let me watch this. Watch the text. Watch the text. I got quiet up in here. Hold on. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Right. Here we go. <laughs> the text says here, he's half dead in 31. Veal, what And it say? And by chance, okay, and by chance. There came down uh-huh, a certain tree. Uh-huh. That way. That way. Uh huh. And when he saw him. Hold on, I better tell you about this priest. We all in this audience right now are at different levels of our walk. All of us got different experiences that God is dealing with us in. All of us want to go to heaven, no doubt, but all of us go through life, we walk our own path. And in walking your own life path, there's going to be time where God's going to test you at your level. This is a priest. This priest is equivalent to a preacher. He's equivalent to somebody who takes up the sacrifices from man unto God. Okay, that's what he is. He, He 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 he. takes it up before God he's the priest he takes your sacrifice and and blesses it and sends it up to God and that's his assignment to cut the ox and cut the bulls and take these sacrifices up before almighty God now sin he is this man who is a representative of God the high in the world in 31 when he came that way and he saw this half dead man what did he do Passed by on the other side. How did he pass by the other side? How? You know why? If, I'm not going to say he didn't want to help him, but it wasn't enough love in him to help him. See, because, because what's happening is, everybody, to title my sermon, he's, he's in his own comfort zone. And his comfort zone is, I'm doing going to do my assignment, and you know I would like to help this guy, but... That's too much energy. That I know. I don't say that. The only thing I know is say that he listen, listen. Not only listen, listen. The Bible said a certain priest that that way, and when he went that way, and when he saw him, he did what? Yeah, he crossed the street. He crossed the street. Sometimes our comfort zone are so strong that we'll go out of our way not to get together with folk outside of our comfort zone. Preacher. Preacher. We'll go out of the way. Talk talking about the family of God. Amen. I'm talking about us needing each other to go to heaven. Amen. There's no room for none of us to cross the street when somebody's in trouble. Amen. There's no room for us to cross through. And let me say this, because when I say if somebody's in trouble, I should have said in trouble, and they're all thinking big trouble. No. Somebody could be questioning whether or not they're going to stay in the faith or not. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's good. Preacher. They're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And they need, and you might be the one person that they have half a relationship with in the congregation. Yeah. Yeah. And they just hope that you see them struggling see them going through something and that you walk over and say everything all right? Amen. Do you need anything? You're not yourself today. Mm-hmm. You don't look like yourself today. How can I help you? Church, listen, some people in the Lord's house right now are deciding if they're going to stay in church and not just go to church. Amen. That's right. Amen. Yeah. That's, they're in trouble. Yeah. They're, and they need one another. They need us to help. That's right. Listen, Jesus, and y'all write this down. And I said this in Sunday school. I got to say it to the whole group here. Jesus had different layers of relationships. Right, well, Aaron, right, right, right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, some of Jesus had the multitude. Yeah. Right. They loved him. He loved, he loved the multitude. And Luke 10, he had the 70. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He loved the 70. Go a little further, he had the 12. That's right. They was his boy, 12 disciples. That's right. That's right. And then he had them three guys, Peter, James, and John. That's right. They was like his next best friends right there. Right. And then he had John, the, that, the one he said he loveth. That's his main man right there. Right. What are you saying? Who's your three? Well. Amen. Who's your, who's your 12? Ooh. Who's your one, that's right. who's your one? Who, when your life become rocky and you asking the question, who is my neighbor, I'm here in the congregation, I don't know about in the congregation, I know we say we brothers and sisters, but I don't feel the part, who's my neighbor? Yeah, yeah, Amen. yeah. And you gotta have the ability to go and seek somebody else. Start with the one. Start with the one. Well, brother, let's see. I'm trying. I'm waiting for him to come to me. No, go to them. Amen. They said, why are you coming to me? I'm trying to start a relationship with you. You're my sister. You're my brother. You're one. You Got to have a one. And, and, and sometimes life can get so rough, you need the three. Amen. Why do you need the three? Because sometimes the one. Maybe saying it too hard to you know when you're real close to somebody, you say no. If you do that, you're going to hell. Yeah. And maybe you don't need it that hard. Right. Maybe you, oh my God, but you want to do it. So maybe you need somebody else to call and say, listen, I'm thinking about this Walmart cashier threw my money at me. I'm going up there and smack her. I just called my one and they told me I can't do that. In fact, they tell me if I do that, God gonna get me. Uh-huh. What, is, what sayeth thou? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. And, and see, and another person gotta say, well, they right. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't do it. Because if you are one of the three, you gotta be willing to tell me honest with me. Tell me honesty. i tell you honesty. That's right. That's right. Amen. And some of us life is so rough, we want to smack that cashier so bad, we hang up from that car and we call somebody else. And that they're in Christ, they should be telling you the same thing, the same truth that the other two told you. They need to say the same thing. Our problem is we're walking around too many times in the church. We ain't got a one, we ain't got a three, and we ain't got 12. Then how in the world, you can't, this, this race is not designed to be walked alone. Amen. Some of us come to church because of the one. Oh, y'all ain't got that yet. None of us come to church because we know we don't come. Our best sister or best partner in the congregation going to call you up and say, where were you at this morning? Thank Amen. God for the one. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. 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 This priest, he was supposed to be doing God's work, but he crossed on the other side. If anybody should help this man, he's a man of God. What's the next one say, Bill? Thirty-two. And likewise, the Levite, Uh when he was at the place Uh uh, and came Came, and uh looked upon him. Hold it. Now that's rough right there. That's rough right there. This man, first of all, let's talk about the Levite. The Levite, they are the, they are God ordained servants or workers on the temple, on the tabernacle, they are the workers. They are the workers. They are cut down into three tribes. You have the Maronites, you have the Korathites, and you have the Gershonites. You got those three Gersh- You got those three groups that make up uh, the, uh, the, the, the Levi's and the Levi tribe, and they have different responsibilities. And if you are, if you call you a Levite, you teach a little bit. But mostly you work on the things of God. Let me give an example of this. Those who stand up here and serve communion if you stand up here playing God gonna get you because you have accepted responsibility to come and stand up here as holy men of God and that you're going to serve this ain't grape juice and these ain't crackers this is the body of Christ and the blood of Christ and you've accepted responsibility to stand before God's holy people and carry out this work that to some may not look like nothing but to god it is important if you stand up here as a as a person doing the collection And taking up that which belongs to God from God's people to bless God's people. And you stand up here playing and you stand up here uh, uh, giving somebody hassle. I ain't changing your dollar. I ain't giving you this. And uh, you ain't doing this right. You ain't doing it right. God is going to see you one day and ask you, what do you think you're doing? Because these are holy assignments from God. Maybe you're a person who cleaned up God's building. Maybe when you come out on Saturday, next Saturday for beautification, they say we ain't doing this for fun. We're doing this because our God asked us to make sure we be good stewards of that which he's given us. So we're going to come next week trying to get out of here real quick. What do you want me to do? I don't do bathrooms. I don't do the floors. I, I only work here. I don't do nothing. No. When we are doing what God assigned us to do, we are answerable to almighty God. Amen. Amen. Why? Because we're his holy vessels. Yeah. When that prayer, when somebody leads us in prayer, that's serious business. When the gospel preached, that's serious business. When the closing prayer, that's serious business. When we're reading God's scripture at church, the Levites were the worker bees. When that sister is teaching that sister's class in there, that's serious business. That is, serious. when Lady Day and Lady T and the sisters get together before Almighty God to take care of the encouragement and building up of God's people and those who take the lead in doing those things, that's serious. When you are a song leader for the sisters, that's serious business. Amen. 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 That's right. Just a Levite. Yeah. Now, this man who's a worker being, the text says he saw the half dead man. The text say he came and looked at him. He probably said, man, you in you in bad shape. Man, what happened to you? You know how we can be sometimes. We rather than helping somebody, we nosy. What happened? Who beat you like that, man? Man, what you do, man? What you do? You must have did something wrong. Man, a beating like that, man, my friend Alfred got a beaten like that. About five years. Hey, helping the man dying. This Levite comes and looks on him and obviously it was outside of his comfort zone because the text says here that uh, he came and looked on him and passed by on. He crossed the street as well. These are God's people. But somebody who's supposed to be an enemy of this beaten down man. 33, a certain Samaritan as he journeyed, came where he was and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. This a half breed. Half Jew, half Assyrian. Jews hate these people. Jews can't stand these people. That's the part Jesus was trying to get to. All you holy Jews, the priests Passed by on the other side. The Levite passed on the other side. But the enemy comes up. He sees this individual, the Bible says. Comes up, but he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, what did he do, church? He had compassion. He was saying to this man, you are hurt. Then he said, and went to him, bound up his wounds, Now, this man was, he had some place to be too. Yes, sir, that's right. But there's some things more. See, what do you say he had some place to be? Because sometimes when we have events that we want everybody to come so we can love on each other, sometimes we got all this other stuff to do. Nancy having a baby shower, Michael having a crab feast, Dave taking us to see the Avengers. It's too hot in the building. But I don't stay out past six. We uh, we can well I just got my nails done. Who gonna be there? Him? I ain't coming out there. Well, we get all these reasons why we can't, rather than realizing that we're trying to save each other's soul. And we're trying to help those who are in the family and new to us become a part of us. Yeah. 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 And that's going to take strength and energy. That's going to take us loving our neighbors. Well, Brother Bethel, how does that look? It looks like when a brother and sister, now I'm going to scare some of y'all, but listen this. When a brother and sister come from Arkansas and worship with us, yeah. Amen. and tell us they had a great time, they're on their way to Arkansas. One of us should say, you want to go get something to eat first? Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. You, you, you want to go, go hang out first? Yeah. Amen. When I went to Niagara Falls, I knew nothing about the falls. It was a couple at the church, several of them, that says, we're, you want us to take you down to see the falls? Mm. And we were like, yes! Amen. And not only did they take us down to see the falls, they fed us. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Well, yeah. They fed us, and free food is excellent. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make somebody smile? Take them out and give them some free food. Amen. Take them out and don't take them to McDonald's. All right, take them out to a good place and give them free food. That laugh at you and everything. They eating that. Fish sandwich, eating that crab cake, you're you the I they like all that. Yeah. And they'll feel close to you. Amen. All I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is that if we're going to try to mix this thing together so we can have a good batch of holy peoples for the great God of heaven, where he come, we're going to have to get out of our comfort zones. The '50s got to hang around with the 30 years old, The 30 years-old had to hang around with the 50 years old, The 40 years- old got to hang with the 20 years old, The 20 years- old got to hang around with the 60 years- old. We all got to hang together. Amen Because old young people listen to me, young people, young people listen to this. Older people have some good jewels of nuggets that you ain't experienced yet. They can rescue you from some stuff. You ain't even seen before. Well, right. Y'all ain't got it yet. When an old person walks up to you and tell you, um, I heard you just got a new job. And they tell you, uh, you got fired from the other job, right? See? <laughs> and they say, yes. And you say, why well, you get fired? It's because I was late all the time and because the supervisor didn't like me. Everybody always say that one. Supervisor didn't like me. And the old person said, okay, you know if you go over here to this new job and you're late all the time, they're going to fire you, right? Oh, no, not this particular job because they got flex shifts and swing shifts and split shifts and all that. No, listen to me. If you go over here and you are late yeah. all the time. Remember, you don't know these people. They don't know you. That's right. They're going to fire you. That's no, right. no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. I'm going to He left one job went to another job. He was late all the time. All right. Now. Eric, listen to me. Yeah. You left this plumbing job. You, I know you're an apprentice, but they, you know, you were late all the time. When you go here, don't be like, oh, no, I wasn't. A- they ain't like me. They ain't like me. They're going to fire you over here. <laughs> His mother told him the same thing. Be on time because they are marking this down. Some of y'all know this. Listen, you lay people. <laughs> All supervisors keep a little notepad in their drawer right now. Tell it. and they mark everything even if they don't tell you they'll market everything down that's right they ain't gonna tell you Mm -hmm. why aren't they gonna tell you because right now they might be okay with you you might do your job and they don't want to do too much but the minute you start smelling yourself just letting you know they're gonna have a whole list to pull out and when you come in there talking about something i know I ain't been late in three months. No, they got you about a year. Oh, yeah. And when you get in there, talking about, they talk about some, um, you know, I know she's been late a little bit. I ain't, been no, I ain't been late, I ain't been late. I ain't been late since April. They got a whole list in here. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why supervisors do this mm-hmm. is because they're trying to navigate the office. Mm-hmm. And the navigating the office is they got to be ready for whenever something happens that they got to give an account to their superiors for. That's right. That's it. Yeah. And they can't be caught in a blind spot, yeah. so they have to have that stuff down. So what did Eric do? Yeah. Eric went over there. I leave. got that job. I told my wife six, I gave 60 days. I think she said 45, <laughs> but 60. <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I'm running late. I'm running, on. I'm running run, 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 run. And they fired him. And when he came back, first he didn't come back right away because they never come back right away. Yeah. Amen. But when he came back and say, uh, "What happened? Oh, they they let me go." I said, "Okay." He got other got the next job. Don't be late. I ain't gonna be late. I ain't gonna be. You know why? Because some of us got experience. Yeah. Because we've been there. That's right. right. When we tell you pull your pants up. Amen. We are not going against your style. Right. When you get off work, you can wear your clothes the way you going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you go to work, That's right. Tell it. when well. you go to work, pull your pants up Amen. and act right. Act right. Yeah. Why is that? Because there's a certain image you want to display. Right. Now, y'all, y'all don't hear me. On, yeah, yeah. Y'all don't hear me. Yeah. My children ask me right now, Daddy, when the police pull you over, why they treat you different than they treat us? Well. Well. They, treat they treat me different. I better tell y'all. For this, this anti-police zone. Here we go. They pull me over. Police come up to the car. Sir, were you speeding? I said, How you doing, sir? Hope you're having a good day today. And he like, oh, okay. He said, Where well, you coming back from? Church? It's like a hundred degrees out here. You got a towel on, got a jacket on, church. I said, Yes, I'm coming back from church. I'm on my way home. I said, um he said, Well you ran that yellow light. I said, I was I couldn't tell whether I ran it or I didn't ran it. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You know, you know. I said I couldn't tell whether I ran it or didn't You know, I knew I, I knew it was close. Yeah, yeah. He had said, "Well, you ran it." And then I said, "Okay, I ran it." He said, "But he said you seem like a nice guy, coming from church and everything." Tell you what, dude, I'm gonna give you now. I'm not even give you a warning. Uh, where you live at? I said, right on Slate Avenue. Going down there and slow down. Amen. And I say, everybody listen. Yes, sir. Amen. That's it. I thought you were going to live, but I knew, I knew it. Anti I got you. I got, I, 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 right, right. I got you. I'm going to finish up my text and I'm going to let you all go home. <laughs> hit it. Hit it. Hit it. The Bible said, down to him for compassion, verse 34, and he went to him and bound up his wounds, pour, pouring in oil and wine. It's a lot of work right here. Yeah. And set him on his own beast. That means he walked and put the guy on his own beast yeah. and, 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 uh, and brought him into the inn and took care of him. 35. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, gave it to the host, the innkeeper, and said unto him, Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, I will come again and I'll pay you for it. That's right. yeah. Yeah. That's good for you. Church, yeah. when it comes to us getting out of our comfort zone, we got to be willing to go the extra mile. Amen. We got to be willing, sisters, ladies, when the ladies have a ladies' class, put all, we want all ages in there. That's not the seniors' class. Amen. Amen. When the brothers have a Bible class, we want all ages in there. That's not like the old people class. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah you right. When y'all have your stuff around you 35 years old, we crashing. All right now. Well, Come on. on. Come on crash. Can, can we can, can we can we crash? Come on in. Yeah, Everybody yeah. ain't smiling. Everybody yeah. ain't smiling. Yeah, we coming. Don't no tell yeah. the truth. That's our comfort zone. And let, me, let me be on this. I don't want to be there. I wanna be there but I'll be there. Amen. Why? Just to show my face. Amen. Just, to, j- j- just to connect with the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Before I did my sermon, before I did my sermon, I knew I was going to talk about technology. I studied about tweeters, twitters, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. It left me me about a half hour ago. I I had it. But but I had to look it up. I had to look it up. LinkedIn. I had to study that stuff. Young professional stuff. Why? Because we got to be a generation for all ages. So I'm going to leave you with this. This man was told by Jesus, if you want to have eternal life, let me go back to you. To our visitors here. Yes, if you want to have eternal life, God said, I don't want half your love. Amen. He said, I want your whole heart. Are y'all reading that again? Yeah. Let's close out with that. Let's close out with that. That's verse 27. And he answered, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. Oh. I know it is burning up hot out there, but you come to worship. I know that's, right. Amen. that's part of love. That's right all thy soul god wants your whole being he don't want to have he don't want to share you with nobody with all thy strength he wants y'all to give your energy too many times we sing and we trying to sing and some folks don't feel like saying that stand there and some of you, and some of you so smooth you move your mouth and you ain't saying because i can tell because the words ain't what was on the board right here now, 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 here's my question. Why would you stand and fake singing rather than just sing Amen. because you love God? Well, brother, that's not my favorite song. Right. So what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing to God. Sing because you love God. Amen. There's a lot of things that I, I bet it was, I bet it was another guy, another girl that had some crazy song, you try to sing it. Yeah, yeah. Amen. You don't even like country music, you try to sing it. Why? Because relationships, same, yeah, yeah. praise God. Yeah. Love him with all your soul, love him with all your might, love him with all your strength. He said, love him with all your mind. That's right. Keep God on your mind. He is keep Amen. his mind steadfast on me. Him will I keep in perfect peace. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, don't peace. Now you did all that for me. The last thing you got to do is love your neighbor yeah. as yourself. When they're talking about those in here and those without. Amen. All of us don't have the best neighbors. Have mercy. Amen. But you and I are Christians. Mm-hmm. And they want to see you on your best behavior. That's right. Amen. I'll close out with this. Erica came to the house a few years ago. And our neighbor said stuff out her mouth that she thinks she can just say to you. You people. I have been ignoring you people for four years going in and out the house. One day Erica was with me. Walking up the walkway. And Erica parked in a spot that she likes, and she said, "That's what's wrong with you people." Uh-oh. Erica say, "What you say?" Uh-oh. <laughs> I said, "Erica, that's our neighbor." Erica say, "And she's still gonna be your neighbor after I get finished with her." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm bringing this story up because. <laughs> I said, Erica, Erica, don't, don't do that. And she was ready to get her. But I had to put daddy on her. I was trying to put preacher on her, but that wasn't working. <laughs> so I said, Erica, stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on in the house. Because that is our neighbor. Amen. Amen. And what I'm saying is, brothers and sisters, is, is that. And we still neighbors. We talk. We, 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 my neighbor and I, we, we talk, we talk, we talk, we talk. Because, that, because you have to. We're Christians. That's right. Amen. That's right. We are the light of the world. Amen. And if anybody in this room today, if you love God, God said you better obey me. Yeah. You better love me enough to trust me even when you don't like what I said. God said, you better love me enough to trust me, knowing that I'm going to take care of you, even if you don't understand everything that I said. For instance, if you want to be saved, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Don't try to work it out. Don't ask me what's in the water. Don't ask me, what are we talking about? Belief. As God say, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Just do it. We're talk about what's in the water when you get out the water. Amen. If God says, hear his word. Y'all hear that? Hear his word. Hear his word means take note of his word. Believe his word. Believe his word means that you have intelligently read it and you trust God. You have confidence in his word. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a reward of those that diligently seek him. Next thing he wants you to do is repent. Mm-hmm. All of us go wrong sometimes. Right. He wants you to repent. He said in, in, in Luke 13 and 3, I tell you, neighbor, but except ye repent, you shall all likewise perish. Right. All repenting means is, God, I'm sorry, I'm hurt, I hurt you, and I'm gonna turn from what I've done wrong and I'm gonna do right. It's a change of heart, it's a change of mind, it's a change of attitude. Right. It's repentance. Yeah. Then after you repent, then he wants you to confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue. Mm-hmm. He said in Matthew 10, 32, if you confess me before man, I'll confess you before my father, which is in heaven. Know, right. But listen to this one. But if you deny me. If you deny me before man, if you are ashamed of me before man, then on judgment day when you need a lawyer, but you need me to stand up for you, then I'm going to be ashamed of you. You hear him? You shame of me before man, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father, which is in heaven. And then the last thing, after you confess, now get yourself baptized into Christ Jesus. Be faithful unto death, Romans 2.10, and I'll give you eternal life. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, you want eternal life? Do those things and then love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, all your might. And love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Amen. Let's get out our comfort zone. Stand up right now as we come and sing this song, this hymn of invitation to give somebody out there the opportunity to come out of their comfort zone and obey God. Right now that to have more fellowship time to get to know one another, especially those who have recently come with us. And, and pray for us as we think about and put our ideas together and these things together where we can have fellowships that will bless one another and help one another to find their one, to find their three, or to find their 12. Because God said, love your neighbor as yourself. And we got to love those in whom we're going to spend eternity with all the days of our lives. We're thinking about having, uh, a, 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 on the fourth Sundays after our worship service, having a time we can fellowship with a fellowship meal together. Amen. That we can sit down and talk and... And understand one another, and, and maybe maybe having some uh, um, some some um, I want to call some singing between to keep us while we're eating and fellowshiping church. We gotta fellow, we gotta get to know each other. Mm-hmm. We gotta get together. I think that's the only one. To, that's the only way we can get the young to come with the old, and only way get the old to come with the young. So pray for us as we work through and think through that. Being able to have, we all uh, have food here and eat and fellowship after worship and be able to glorify God at the same time. So remember, get out your comfort zone. And after the sermon today, do me a favor and go hug two people that you usually don't hug. Amen. Amen. And make that a test. Amen. That's why I'm going to say it again. Before you leave out the door, go hold, hug two people you normally don't hug. Amen. Try it on, see how it fit. Stepping out your comfort zone. If you're out there, let's sing one more stanza of the invitation. Amen. He's sweet. I, I know- Bless your church. Amen. Amen.